Welcome to TravelFit's podcast, In Progress. This is just a reminder that the more people that you share this with, the more of an impact we can make. So if you like this podcast, you like the episodes that we've created for you, please help us by sharing this around with your friends and family to get it out there more to make more of an impact in people's lives. Share it on your social media platforms and consider your dues paid. This is created for you by interviewing inspiring people who have a range of knowledge and years of experience in different fields. You can learn so much from this podcast and all we ask is that you share it with someone who will be inspired. Thanks so much for listening in and enjoy the episode. Today's episode, we catch up with Charlie Bubb, a professional world Muay Thai champion and inspiring human. We touch on having the right mentality in life, not getting caught up with the crowd, and also how he got started in Muay Thai at High Impact in Orange. We talk about what his plans are and three must-do actions to change your life, and how you can pursue your own goals in life as well. Thanks so much for listening in, guys, and enjoy the episode. Thanks so much for joining in today, Charlie. Do you want to tell everyone um, what it is that you do? Charlie Bob, I'm a 23-year-old apprentice chippy from Orange, and I'm um, the number three ranked Muay Thai fighter in the world at 79 kilos and the WKBF world kickboxing champion. Cool, man. So let's dive into when you first started. What you know, what got you into this style of fighting and what's the journey been like so far? Um, I always played footy and always loved wrestling when I was a kid, like WWE and all that. And um, I was away on holidays with my cousin once and we watched Never Back Down. Real real MMA, uh, MMA yeah, like mixed martial arts movie. I watched that and I was like, nah, I want, I want to try this. So I went down to um, High Impact, which was just down the road from where I used to where I used to live and then yeah stopped playing footy that year and then went red hot into it and you've come um you're a completely different man compared to last time I saw you because you were quite yeah started hey yeah yeah when we were training together there I was I think I started when I was 12 in year seven I was I was fat I was um I used to get in trouble all the time we used to spend from school all the time I was a little asshole so so what with um obviously tie boxing what disciplines do you think did change? Do you think it changed your overall attitude towards other people, teachers? Uh, do you find more respect for other people? Do you feel like it was a life-changing yeah. decision? It's definitely a life, definitely a life-changing thing because you see all, um, like all footy players and that. You see how much they get in trouble and like once they get to a certain point, they, they kind of lose the rails a bit. They got a bit of a chip on their shoulder, but in Muay Thai, it just kind of teaches you more respect. You um. Like, once you get your ass kicked, you're humbled for life. Like, once you know there's someone that can kick your ass, you're like, you don't know. Like, it just, it changes your aspect a bit. So, especially going into the 12-year-old with a bit of a bit of attitude, getting in trouble a bit. Um, had a few of the older boys at the gym, they used to give you a touch-up and that. So, yeah, it humbles you in that way. It took a bit for it to kick in. Like, I was still getting in trouble at school. Had some... Um, problems at home once they got all dealt with and I started actually fighting then 
like that really that's what really changed my changed my life around like I had some problems with mum and dad and then I rolled onto that and then I just started living with mum and then had my first fight and then from that you couldn't find a day where I wasn't in the gym so I would just changed my life completely they say like obviously your environment can like help change the way that you think and feel do you find that you had a family at high impact and all the dojos that you've been through so far like you're creating more of a supportive community for yourself yeah definitely like we'll always um like coming from a split family there's so much drama around and just bullshit around so at my first gym at high impact when you like when you were there and you saw the group of boys that were there and girls too it was just a, a big family feel and um yeah then when i left there two of the boys that used to train with me all the time um tristan roach and Sandy gibbs o'neill we started our own thing and then um my uh another guy andrew abbott he came he came with us and then we kind of like we've created our own family from there and since um since Tristan and Sandy moved away, we've got another trainer, Danny Maskashev. And since then, like, we're all just, it just makes a big family feel. Like, when we go away for a fight, yeah, we're going to do business, but it just feels like a family getaway trip. So it's 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 odd to say, but it's it's more like you don't, you fight by yourself, but you're not fighting by yourself. You're your whole family there with you. It's kind of that tribe mentality, I guess. And it's pretty good because I think most of the time in, like, today's society, a lot of people don't have a tribe and that's why a lot of people feel isolated alone because um, they've got that lack of connection and having a tribe and your own family that you've created for yourself can be such an impacting factor for a lot of people who get that. Yeah, hundred percent. Like if, um, if you don't have that support base to bounce off, you just kind of um, you're in your own little world, your own little head. So like with my, my, I got my two trainers and then their wife, their wives are also amazing. Like, you can go, I talk to them about anything. Like one of them's my hairdresser and one of them's a masseuse. So we're just spinning yarns, get stuff off your chest while that's happening. And it's it's a big thing that I didn't realize for a long time, but talking actually helps you like just get stuff off your chest. So you're not feeling, you feel weighed down. And then after you speak about it, you realize it's not that bad. You realize other people have been through it. And then, yeah, like, like you said, you got that tribe that just, you just connect with and just, yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing feeling when you find something like that. Do you think that there's a need for more discussions? And do you think that, you know, if more people went to say, not just, you know, Muay Thai or, or boxing, but sporting clubs, and do you think that more people need to actively go out and search for their own tribe? Yeah, 100%. They shouldn't just follow the trend. If, um, like, everyone that I grew up with, all my, both my brothers played footy. It was 40, 40, 40. And then like, I kind of branched off to something else. And that's what, like, that's how off I am found what I really wanted to do. So if, if someone, like if people are doing something and they're just kind of poking along, like it's all right, but then like, if they find a vested interest in something else, like go for that, put it all in that. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But like, that's, that's kind of how I found mine by being, by being odd and going the different route. So if, people talk about what they want to do they might find something that sparks their excitement and changes their life what do you think it it is that stops people from getting out of that scenario of following the crowd and you know feeling stuck like they can't make their own decisions definitely the fear of failure the fear of being left out just fear pretty much like if you go it might not be what everyone else is want to do everyone else might want to go to the pub every 
every um every Friday after work and every Saturday and just piss and drink all their money away. And yeah, it's fun, but I'd rather go do that after I've trained hard for six weeks, won a title, beat someone, and then go do it again. Like it's it's just a fear of not going with the crowd and being by yourself. But once you realise that being by yourself isn't that bad, it's actually good just chilling alone. And if you can, the sense of accomplishment you get by doing something by yourself is a lot better than the sense of accomplishment you get doing it with everyone else. Yeah, definitely creating like that, I guess, your own little empowerment. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So like, yeah, if you do, even in like when I do daily training, like if it's hot, you just finish work, like you're tired, and you think, oh, I'm going to go run run six Ks up a mountain. You really don't want to do it. But you think about the feeling you get afterwards and how much better it actually makes you feel. So that's – and, like, you're the only person got to rely on that's you. Like, you can't – it's not like you're playing in a team. Like, if I slack off, someone else can pick up the slack. How I do it is no one else is going to do it for me. I've got to put in 100% effort. So that's, that's how I like to see it. And do you think that work ethic is something that anyone can get or do you think it's only given to those – special people I, I, I believe we're all created equal so yeah if someone like there's so many people that bitch and whine about this is wrong that's wrong in their life like something's not going well and it's like well go do something about it like yeah if you if you hate your job say go find a job that you like and they're like oh pointing fingers saying this person's doing better at this this person's doing better at that it's like well go make yourself better at it there's no other there's no other way to put it really like you can whine all you want, but at the end of the day, it's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. It is one of those things, I guess, like a lot of people get that from like their environments that they're in where their friends might do it. So they do it and that makes them feel comfortable. So it's a rite of passage to complain essentially. Yeah, It's, it's definitely a hard thing to break too. Like if you're in so much mob mentality, but like the mob mentality of, you're there as a group it's it's really hard to break away from that or if your family's a real just go to work come home go to work come home don't aspire for anything else you're gonna get stuck in that way too so you got to go out and find what what, what you want to do and it's it's going to be hard like there's going to like the road the road to success you see all those memes of the road to success it's not straight a to b like you got to go from A to B to C to D all the way to Z and there's so many different ups and downs but you gotta you gotta find that motivation what makes you want to be different yeah absolutely I guess it you know you've got to really want what you're doing you've got to really be a bit of a curious observer and try new things experience new places go do a different uh type of style in fighting like whatever it may be like there's so many opportunities out there but if we don't you know mix the cake batter every now and again we're not going to get a different uh cake yeah 100 percent. like becoming stale and getting bored is a thing too so you're like you might be like if i'm doing it like last year we had no fights we had nothing on just getting bored like you're just doing the same thing over and over nothing to really expire for so then um i went down to sydney to spar with um robert whittaker for one of his fights and saw all them doing the jiu-jitsu so then i was like oh you want like some a new challenge came here uh when i came back to orange i found that united were doing jiu-jitsu now they just moved to a new place so went there it's just a new exciting challenge and it's another pathway that i can go to so if, if i can fight if um like kickboxing or muay thai dries up a bit and i want to go the mma route i can slip into jiu-jitsu route and go mma or even just want to go to a jiu-jitsu comp 
like on a weekend, you can still have that opportunity. So you gotta, even though you gotta be headstrong for one thing, you gotta keep it interesting too. Because if you get bored, then you'll dry out no matter what you do. It's like work. If you don't go for a holiday, if you don't mix things up, if you're just doing the same thing over and over again, everything gets stale like that. Yeah, definitely. And do you think, like one thing that I've been always kind of do daily for me personally is always try and do three things daily that challenge me in a way. So obviously coming a bit more like anti-fragile and a little bit more resilient, trying to make sure that I'm constantly being challenged. I'm never just, you know, in that autopilot essentially every yeah. day. What kind of challenges do you feel that you challenge yourself every day? It's definitely a challenge to get up. I've started this year because I, um, I knew I was a bit heavy at Christmas and I got to get down to 78 kilos for this fight in March. So I'm, I was 93 on New Year's, which is what, 15 kilos. So the challenge, I'm getting up every day at 4.30 before work to go running. So that's a challenge in itself, getting up before work, going for the 11K run, coming back, quick shower, strict diet, back uh, straight to work. Um, um, I'm off the drink this year so far, so I'm off the drink until March. So that's a challenge in itself. It's like everyone says you want to go for a beer. And you're like, yeah, one beer could one beer could help. But then like, nah, I've mentally told myself I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's little things like that. Like you can say, that's enough for people to say it. Like people say all the time, oh, I'm going to like get off the piss for a month and then I'll make an excuse or I'll, um, yeah, I'll do this, I'll do that. And there always just seems to be a little excuse not to do something. So that's, they're my mental challenges every day. I like to push myself because I hate, I hate laying in bed at night thinking that I've done myself wrong and I've cheated myself because at the end of the day, you're not cheating anyone else. No one else gives a shit if you're, um, if you have a beer or if you have a cheat meal or if you miss your run or whatever, but I hate the feeling of being like laying, just staying awake at night thinking of what, what I've done wrong. And those little things do add, add up like Lego blocks and you know having that full accountability for your own life and having taking responsibility and, not letting you know other people influence you and being fully responsible to actually change your life, win a fight, you know, hit a goal. It all adds up at the end of the day. But like you said, if people don't actually, people don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, it's up to you at the it's, end of the day. Yeah, hundred percent. And you got no one to fall back on. You like if you you can complain all you want to people, but if if you don't do the work and if you don't. Like it's it's not gonna be them lying on their on your deathbed regretting it in fifty years or however long you live. It's not gonna be them regretting. It's gonna be you sitting there going, oh, "I wish I did that and I wish I did this." And that's that's, that's what I've really been striving for lately. I want to start to put a legacy out there and not be looking back in fifteen years when I'm past my prime and think, "Oh God, I wish I put more into this or put more into that." So that's that, that's my big big change this year and big challenge this year is put that hundred percent in and starting to make a legacy for myself. Yeah, definitely. I'm just striving to you know, be the best that you can be every day, which is something that a lot of people don't do. And if a lot of people did do that, I feel that they'd, they'd feel a lot better about themselves. They'd build that confidence up to, you know, wake up in the morning with purpose, which I do find a lot of people struggle with because one, they don't challenge them, themselves enough. They haven't made a conscious decision to actually uh, fully commit to their goals. And that's why, you know, a lack of purpose every day leads to these feelings of, um, you know, being alone, isolated, uh, not feeling like you've got anything to live for, which we see every day, especially, you know, mental health issues. Yeah, I think a, I think a big thing is um, 
people think failure is forever too. So if like you go get up and do something and you don't do it quite to how you think, like you might be slower running or yeah, you have a cheat. It's like diets are one of the best points. If you're on a diet and say, oh, you have pizza one night, a lot of people will go, oh, fuck, my diet's ruined. So they'll smash the pizza. They'll smash a few beers. They'll smash ice cream. And it's like, that's not how life works. It's not how your mental your mentality should be like something stuffs up should be able to stop reassess say so right, get straight back on track it's not just one failure doesn't determine like if you've been so good so successful so right and then one failure doesn't determine what what's going to happen like the way i think a lot of people have um a negative mindset that if something goes wrong then everything goes wrong and they weigh their their negative their negatives a lot more than they weigh their positives so i think that's something a lot of people have to change like one negative doesn't outweigh 10 positives. So it's just a mental thing. A lot of people have like mental obstacle. I think a lot of people have to get over. Yeah, absolutely. That, you know, re- reassess- reassessing it is like huge too, because I think a little bit more if people took the time, make a mistake, reassess and go through that, that uh, thought process, a lot of people would make more proactive decisions to actually stop and then go reset, go down that right path versus stopping and you know eating ten pizzas in a night, like you said. Yeah, and if you, if, yeah, like if something's happening and you're going, oh, like you might be training and dieting for three weeks and you go, God, I don't actually feel that good. This isn't working. You got to sit down and go, hold on, why isn't this feeling good? Why is this not happening? Why is this, this, this? And then take another approach. You can't just, you can't just stop everything. It's persevere. You got to persevere around everything, and like life doesn't stop just because you've stopped like you just got to keep keep persevering and keep snaking your way through absolutely definitely so what would what advice would you have for people who currently like feel stuck um for me a big thing i think is um physical exercise whenever someone says to me like oh i'm feeling down or like life just feels shit i'm like well what are you what are you doing like what's what's your daily schedule look like and they're like oh i'll get up i go to work i'll I might go to the shops, I'll come home and I'll just sit and watch TV or they'll sit and scroll on their phone and watch and like look at social media, which is just flashes of people trying to make their life look better than what it is anyway. So it's like you got to, physical activity is the big one for me. So like make that time in your day, even if it's running, if it's weights, if it's football, if it's boxing, if it's kickboxing, whatever it is that makes you feel better because you use it as a form of meditation anyway. Like if you're going on a run, put music in, put a podcast in, put whatever you want in and just run. You use this your own little mental things. Like when I run in the morning, you use it, you're clicking through the day, you're thinking about yesterday, what can you do better from yesterday, what can you do better for today? And it's just that's so exercise is my is my main thing um when I suggest a change to people. But it's bottom line it's bottom line, look at everything you do in your day and change what you hate. If you hate your job, change your job if you hate what you because again food like if you hate your diet food's a big thing like people don't actually realize how much food impacts the way we feel your gut health is a big part of what of how you feel so like exercise is the number one for me then work and diet with people so they say they're stuck in a rut i say go exercise you'll feel better come back and say it's not working i say right well what's your diet like what are you eating um go see a nutritionist and get things that because everyone's different so you got to see what works for you 
And then thirdly, it's your job. You're spending eight hours a day at your job. And if you hate your job, then that's almost eight hours a day, two quarters, almost half your day you're hating. I love my job. I got, like, my boss, he um, he comes and trains with me sometimes. He used to do Kaikashin back in parks. And um, so there's my boss and there's Hayden Spencer, who I grew up with. I think you would have grew, yeah. up, grew up with him too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I grew up with him. I grew up with him back in the day. So we're all, like, we're just mates at work. And if I didn't like my job, I wouldn't do it. So yeah, just, absolutely. you got, you got to find what works for you and just be happy while you're doing it. Like, you could get hit by a truck tomorrow. I know it's bad, like, knock on wood that you don't, but you just got to be happy with what you're doing at the moment if you want to change things if you feel stuck you got to have the balls to go and change things yeah definitely but that's the biggest thing like you know right now as we're talking we're dying like our biology is slowly degrading away like and if that doesn't get you motivated to want to do something with your life and you've got to rethink that you know like what is it that's going to motivate you but for me personally i'm getting older every day and it's like i'm like i need more time i need to keep doing more things so that's why for me personally i'm like what are you doing today, Chris? Oh, I'm going to do a podcast and then create some programs and I'm going to send out some emails and then I'm going to do this. And like for other people, people are like, oh, that's a bit much. And I'm like, no, I love it. I love doing shit and I love getting things done because I'm fulfilling my purpose. And that's exactly. what I think. I think you're like me. There needs to be more hours in the day. 24 hours isn't enough. Not you wake enough. up, you do something, you go to work. I'll come home straight to train. And by the time you get home from training, you got to cook dinner. By the time you cook dinner, it's like, oh, fuck, i got to go to bed because i got to get up and do something in the morning. i yeah. get up and work again. Like, i got to get up and run again in the morning. So, like, in a 30-hour day would be spot on. Yeah, that'd be, it'd be nice to have the extra six hours for sure. You look at, like, I guess, most of the professional athletes, uh, professional fighters, et cetera, they're all, like, from that 30 to 35 to 36 range. Yeah, everyone in their prime. Like, that's the thing with footy, uh, with NRL players. Um, if they if they don't make it by the time they're twenty two, they think their career's over. But it's like you got so much more time. Like you look at all the pretty much all the world champions now in the UFC are like early late twenties, early thirties. So that's that's when your life starts to pick up. Like a lot of people don't realize that your life's not over if, when you turn twenty five. Like there's so much more to live. There's so much more to do, and you're only getting better. Absolutely, learn more, grow more. Give more. That's exactly. Sure. And once you and then once you physically start going down, you can start mentally, mentally like like you said, learning more, mentally pushing for other things, doing things like you said, like start a podcast, start talking to people, start learning new things. You might you might find something that would change your life. Oh, hundred percent. So, talking on the mental note, you're a pretty big advocate for mental health. What? Can you give us a little bit more detail of like what you've been doing? So I've seen that you've been talking a lot about it before fights as well and at fights. Yeah, so um, there's a bunch of fighters in Australia. We're all under the Kwandamuka Cup banner. Um, Kwandamuka is North Stradbroke Island up in Brizzy. It's Kwandamuka country. And Sandy, who runs it all, her um, she used to run a gym up there. And unfortunately, her two nephews I'm pretty sure it is they um, committed suicide as she used to train and um, they both had a couple of fights so that pushed her to really work on um, she came with a, a Kwandamuka Cup fight show and then from that she's worked she got I think she's raised $20,000 for uh, mental health charities and then like another like I think she had three or four shows and then she's gone oh I think it'd be good if we get ambassadors so she sent out a few uh, messages 
He's saying, oh, who wants to be? Are you, is anyone interested in um, doing this? And we're like, yeah, 100%. Let's do it. And um, so we jumped on board at the back end of 2018, I think. We jumped on board for that. And um, yeah, like we all had, we all had the shirts. Um, you are worth fighting for shirts. That's like the, the slogan of it. And um, I had a few fights. I had, like the year clicked over and I was like, yeah, we're, like we're spreading this little message, but nothing's really happening. So I thought, when's the spotlight most on me at the end of a fight? So I took the opportunity at the end of a fight to um, yeah, grab the mic and have my two cents about oh, a bit of motivation about people. And then from there, it's kind of steamrolled. We're doing seminars now. Or, um, like Sandy's got her own podcast. She chats to all the fighters and ambassadors. And in the break last year, when with COVID and everything, my trainer and, and I, who like we've both known, he's been hit by suicide pretty hard. One of his best mates. And like I've known a few people. I've got a few close mates who lost um, family members or close friends to it. So we've um, we made our own little video and we're coming up with like scenes of um, like just talking and trying to get people to get out there and. And talk to each other. So it seems to be going really well at the moment. Um, Sandy hopes to have another fight show this year, which um, I'm looking to fight on that too. So, yeah, hopefully a lot of people get around that and, um, yeah, we can keep spreading that message. Yeah, that's amazing. That's so good. That's something that obviously there's so much out coming out, up now compared to obviously, well, when I was a bit younger in Orange anyway. Um, so it's amazing to see so many people like, actively going out there to make a difference and it's cool here that you're doing that after fights which is obviously you've got a lot of people there and most of the people that go those fights sometimes aren't even willing to you know like you said it's talk too so it's good for those types of people to hear you speaking about because then you've just inspired them to actually rethink and reflect on their own mental health too which is amazing yeah i think it was about the um second or third time i did a speech after a after a fire i went backstage or whatever and was getting um had a shower and was packing all my shit up and this kid actually came up to me and he's like uh, he's saying uh, how like it, it means so much to him and all that and he actually pulled up his sleeve and he had a big scar up the side of his arm and like it just he's saying how much it, like it meant to me that what like what we're fighting for and that, that it's um it's touched him and as soon as he showed me that I just kind of stood there for a second was like oh shit but it shows that like the one we don't, we don't know how many people are actually helping. So as long as we keep spreading our message, like we see, see people that have, that have like in, in our small community of orange, you see people that have committed suicide and we feel down because we feel like we failed, but we don't actually see how many people we actually are saving. So it, it, it's, it's a bit of a draining point at times when, when you, when you um, see that people are still suffering in that, because we don't, like I said, we don't see our wins. We only see our losses, but, yeah, when, when that kid said that, that really showed me that what we're doing is actually working. Yeah, definitely. It, that's the biggest thing. It, it is like that. You know, I do, I'm part of, I don't know if you've heard of the tier before. It's like a charity for uh, mental health as well. So they go around to schools all around Australia and they talk about mental health and each speaker talks about like their own journey. So like yeah. I, I do speaking for the tier about my own journey as well. Um, and it's super interesting. Hey, like you have like your 10s, 11s, 12s in this room and you, you know, you, you don't expect like the first talk I did, I was like, I was not, I was expecting like there'd be a lot of criticism. I was expecting it to be loud, but we went there and like 
when I was speaking and, you know, you get like applause and so much respect, you, you kind of see like how, how much bigger it is than yourself too, which is amazing to see and how serious it's being taken by, you know, younger people, which is so good. Yeah, like hundred percent. If you went to I reckon any any high school almost in Australia this year or last year over the past five years, and you said who's had mental health, who's thought about hurting themselves, who's thought about taking their life, they might not all put their hands up, but people that actually you'd be amazed at how many of those kids have actually thought about it. Or even if you go to if you go to like like a footy game, say you got a crowd. And you said it like just got on the mic and said, "Right, who's thought of that?" You'd be surprised how many people are actually affected by it, and um, like like who it actually affects. It's not just people that aren't successful or people that are successful. Like, it's, like I'm reading Tyson Fury's book at the moment, actually, and like he talks about it about how he he, he didn't know how dark the human mind can actually get. So once you like you start to like read a few things like that and get an insight of how people actually feel, you become more sympathetic to it. And like, like you said, what, now that it's been spoke more and you're like, you're getting uh, applause when you're talking about it. And because um, people are getting more sympathetic to it, they realize, oh, this is a problem. It can happen to anybody. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not good that we're at that point because we wish we never had to do it, but it's good that um, as a society where we're accepting like people do go through it and we're accepting that people are fighting this challenge every day. Yeah, definitely. And do you feel um, that with like general martial arts, you feel, I, I personally think it'd be amazing if a lot more people who did suffer mental health issues did, you know, dive into that realm. But what are your thoughts on it? Do you feel that it would help make people a little bit more resilient, uh, create a little bit more empowerment in each person? Yeah, hundred percent. If um, like if you've never been angry, people get angry. What do they do? They punch something. They hit. You hit something. The, it's it's a human reaction to want to destroy things when you're hurting. So if they come into martial arts, they can hit a bag. Maybe you want to spar. Find someone to spar. And if um, yeah, I think it just it gives you confidence in a way because um, it shows you actually can be strong. Like even if you're mentally feeling bad, but you're hitting the bag, you're hitting the mad, uh, you're hitting the the pads, you actually you feel strong and you feel good about yourself. It's like the physical activity. So it's not just martial arts, but yeah, it, it's definitely something I think people should get involved in a lot more. Yeah, and it's definitely cool to see. Like you know, especially when you, I remember like doing some sparring, and I just remember. Uh, Anthony Morton and he was just like keep going and I just remember my head was just screaming like I can't keep going <laughs> and then you know so fatigued you're sweating bullets and then you just got someone you know punching or kicking you and you're just trying to dodge and wave as best you can so you don't get uh, hurt and but like from that it just gives you that perspective of like no matter how hard it gets you just have to keep continually moving forward exactly and after after you finish like that hard session or whatever, you you look back and you're like, I feel great. Yeah, definitely. Like, and so people don't realise that it's the same thing if you want to put it over to life. People don't realise they've survived all of their hardest days so far. So if you're doing sparring rounds and it's hard, it's hard, it's hard, you know you're going to get through it. It's just like, it's not as easy as that in life, but you got to realise that you, there's, some, there's some moments where 
you don't have to be fighting back. You don't have to be like kicking goals. You can just, you just got to block your way through it and work through it and work through it. And it, it will come to an end. Like it will, the round, the round will end and you're fine. 30 seconds later, you're fine. So it's the same thing in life. You just got to keep, like no matter what it throws you, keep, keep, keep taking it, keep hitting it. And like everything happens for a reason. So at the end, something, something good will come from it. So with your career, what's your, your next big step? What are you kind of chasing after this fight? Uh, so we got, uh, so last year before everything uh, happened with COVID, we had the WBC shot that we're going to, that's our big goal. That's the big recognized title. That's, that's what we want. I'm currently ranked number three. I was ranked number one and then no one fought for a couple of months and somehow I got ranked number three. I don't know how that works, but um, we got that. That's our big one. And then from that, I just want to fight the best in the world. I want to, like I said, start making a legacy for myself. And if um, kickboxing and Muay Thai dry up, I want to maybe jump over to MMA and see see if I can start a, uh, make a legacy there in MMA and the UFC and all that. And pretty much just have something to remember myself by and something I can look back and be like, I'm happy about that. Yeah, Definitely. Oh, well, when you're looking back on this in a few years when you're in the UFC, at least you'll know you already planted the seed to get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll put a shout out and we'll make the pod, we'll make the podcast go worldwide. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I saw a video of like uh, Conor McGregor when he was having this interview and he was talking about um, how he's, you know, he's going to the site every day and getting a bus to go there. But straight after that, he'd go to his training before he actually he made it because that was it. His family wanted him obviously to work and not just like pursue his fighting career. So he did that for a bit, obviously hated it. And then, you know, once he fully committed to that fighting, you know, he, he made that goal, the vision that he's created for himself come true by getting into the, the UFC and fighting and making enough money to support himself and his family. And that's why I think it's amazing. is like, you know, continually striving to you know, work towards your goals and not giving yourself any excuses and not, you know, if something goes wrong, you just say, all right, well, We'll just weave that one to the other way and we'll just keep moving forward like you do in your fights and obviously in life as well. The big thing I've seen I've seen there is like you look at your Conor McGregor's, you look at um all your footy stars, like like Paddy Mahomes, who just signed that contract with the Chiefs, something ridiculous, like three hundred and fifty whatever million it was he signed over ten years. You think that they're not human, but then you look like you go see like when I went to train up in Sydney with um Rob Whittaker and that you realize they're just people like they literally are just people who had a dream I didn't realize Rob was a brickie before he went to the UFC and it's like they're all people like they're not they're not superstars they're not bred through like fame they're not they're just normal people so like there's no excuse why well like well I couldn't do it why anyone couldn't do it so once once I clicked over on that part it's it's been a lot clear to me that no, I, I can. You can go do something, and you can you can strive to be great. When you realise that everyone that is great is just a normal person, so it's just that's that, that's been a big switch for me lately. And an excuse that I've kind of flipped off my board is that everyone's just human. Like we all put the pants on, we all put our pants on the same. We all bleed blood, so that, that's that's been a big change for me, and that's that's a big motivation for me to really push forward too. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah, it's huge, hey. Especially when you realize that like there's nothing, there's nothing essentially special about other people 
but they were just more persistent thank you and more hardworking. yeah they got a work ethic 100 and you don't you don't need talent to be to work hard so if you think oh i can't get up in the morning to go for a run well you can it's just up to you you're a decision maker whether you want to do it or you not. oh i'm sore i don't want to do this well you can it's up to you whether you want to want to, want to do it or not so it's 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 good we, we live in such a negative society and such a excuse driven society it's it's like i said it's hard to, like i said before it's hard to break that cycle but once you do you feel great yeah it's amazing hey like once you actually commit to yourself commit to actually making yourself do things like uh, just once you realize the benefit of challenging yourself and you kind of get a bit of a kick out of making life harder for yourself that's when life gets easier yeah, yeah it becomes it becomes an addiction it becomes something you want to you want to strive for and you want to set super challenges for you like i didn't i didn't have a fight this year oh last year sorry because of everything so i was like what's something stupid we can do oh yeah let's go and run a marathon yeah so did a half marathon did a 30k i went and ran a marathon and it sucked but you feel better after you do it and then we um the year kept plotting along we still didn't have any fights so we're talking we're in this um one of our mates uh nephews is in ronald mcdonald house in sydney and um like what's something stupid we can do to raise money we thought oh let's write a let's write a um let's cycle from sydney to sydney to orange and that's oh. something you just got to push this push yourself with. it sucked it was so shit but once you finish it like the first day it sucked and then the second day i was like nah i just want to get home now you want that feeling you want to you're burning for that feeling of accomplishing yourself definitely and it just makes, you know, those those little challenges daily or monthly, you know, the small to big, whatever the challenge is, it makes it so much easier to overcome, you know, that adversity that you face after you challenge yourself enough. If someone calls us a name and then, you know, we get affected by it and we react to it, then how are you going to overcome a scenario where you lose a job? Yeah. Yeah, and you got to think if someone calls your name and you're like, how is my reaction going to help me? It's pretty much the way I think about it. If someone, uh, like I get it a bit, obviously the stage I'm on, you get it a bit. Someone talks shit about you. How are you going to react? The way you react is going to affect you. Like it's going to affect me positive or negative. If I react to this person, it's going to affect me negative because then I'm going to get caught up in a comment wall, a comment war on Facebook and you're going to feel down about yourself. Same thing. If like you're losing a job, you're like, oh, okay, can I badmouth my boss? And say he's a gronk and say all this or can i go get a new job and make it wish that he never let me off so it's just it's the choice we've got to make in life that's going to make it better yeah definitely so what would be three actionable steps that someone can implement into their life right now to completely get themselves going wake up early 100 that's i didn't realize like i always saw it everywhere but wake up early is definitely one Start like win the win the morning, win the day. Um, exercise every day. So whether whether it's like a, a big run, whether it's anything, like doing a little workout is better than doing no workout at all. Like every workout doesn't have to be a killer. Like so that's wake up early, exercise, either watch or read something that expi- inspires you. Yeah. So. If even it's just like a little, like like I said, I'm reading Tyson Fury. I read that. Just reading his book inspires me. Be scrolling on my phone, 
feel a bit down, like search, like Michael Jordan's mentality, Cody, Kobe Bryant's mentality, what mate, like little mentality things that will inspire you. Go watch like a highlight video that's going to inspire you to do something. If I don't feel like training, I might watch a highlight video of, I don't know, some big fighting. Like, yeah, get get inspiration and gets you off your ass and doing something. Definitely. Well, if um, people wanted to reach out to you on any social media platforms, if you're open to it, where could they find you? Uh, so it's just on Facebook, it's Charlie Bub Fighter. And on Instagram, it's Charlie underscore Bub 1997. Perfect, man. Well, thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. There's lots of value in that and a lot of people are going to definitely get a lot out of that and hopefully start implementing those like actionable steps that you've said. You've given a lot of value and I really appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening into that episode. I hope you really enjoyed that and got some value out of it. Again, if you did enjoy this episode and you do love this podcast, leave us a review, share it with your friends and family, subscribe, show your support because the impact that we can make together is the impact that's going to help change someone's life, change their perspective or help them overcome an obstacle they may be facing right now. Thanks so much for listening in guys and until next time.